Hello and welcome to another episode of the Voice of Alignment podcast. My name is Sheon Nukikiola and it is always a great pleasure to share with you from the living word of God on this platform. Wherever you're listening to me from, I trust that you've had an amazing day or you are having an amazing time. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, today's episode, uh, in this episode, we're still going to be on the subject of grace. We've been on the subject of grace uh, for quite a couple of episodes, I think for the past uh, six episodes now. And we're still on this subject of grace. And I trust that you've been enjoying and you've been living in God's grace. I trust that you've been abounding in the grace of God in all areas of your life we thank god for grace we thank god for what grace does we thank god for the manifestations of grace in our lives and we thank god for the fact that we can pray to god and we can ask god for grace for any and every situation that we find ourselves and the grace that we ask for is supplied to us now like i said over the past couple of episodes we have been looking at the subject of grace and we're still going to be looking at the subject of grace in this episode but we started with um, a series on understanding grace where we focused on understanding what grace is and what grace is not and our strategy in that series was to address some of the misconceptions about grace in that series we established the fact that grace is manifested either as a spiritual blessing a favor or a gift John chapter 1 verse 16 says and of his fullness we have all received and grace for grace in other words the grace we have received is of the fullness of grace that Jesus has we are recipients of grace from Jesus and when we read that same passage in the amplified bible it says that's John chapter 1 verse 16 it says for out of his fullness the superabundance of his grace and truth we have all received grace upon grace spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift so it is drawing from this uh, passage just john chapter 1 verse 16 in the amplified bible it is drawing from this that we asserted that the touch points of grace or the manifestations of grace in a person's life are spiritual blessings, favor, or gifts. And we explained what each of these are. But recently I was reflecting on what we did in that series and I realized that we did not really uh, give a definitive uh, definition for grace. Over time, several definitions have been given by several people. But if you asked me for a definition of grace, I would say that grace is the benevolence of God to man through Jesus, which is manifested as spiritual blessing, as a favor, or as a gift. This is the most complete definition I can think of because it tells us that grace has its origin in God. It tells us that Jesus is the channel through which we receive it. John chapter 1 verse 16 tells us that we received grace 
from the fullness that Jesus Christ had, the fullness of the grace that was upon the life of Jesus. It's from that fullness that we have received grace. So we are operating and we are living on the grace that was upon Jesus' life and that was transferred to us. That definition also tells us how the grace is manifested. Now, just like electric power is uh, manifested in different ways, grace is manifested in different ways. You cannot see power, you cannot see electricity with your eyes, but in your house, power is manifested as light. Electricity is manifested as light. It is manifested as a TV that is working, that by which you can view the channels that you want to view. Electricity is manifested as a cool environment by virtue of a, an AC that is plugged to electricity and that is working and so on. Even if you see a naked wire with electricity, you cannot see the electricity with your eyes. It is when you touch it that you will know that there is electricity in that wire. That is the same thing with grace. Grace is manifested as a spiritual blessing, a favor or a gift. You cannot see it with your eyes. But when you come in contact with it or someone around you comes in contact with it, you can see its effect in your life or you can see its effect in the life of such a person. Then in the last episode, we talked about abounding in all grace. We said um, a lot in that episode and time will not permit me to recap the details of what we discussed in that episode but the key point we made in the last episode was that god is able to make all grace abundantly supplied to us as we saw in second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 whether it is the grace to prosper whether it is the grace to live in health whether it's the grace for fruitfulness or elevation or deliverance or whatever it is god can make it available to us in an abundant measure but the key to that is aligning with god's agenda for your life per time all the grace that you need or that we need for this life is in the agenda of god for our life any grace that God has not placed in his agenda for your life is not a grace that you need. All the grace that is essential for you to thrive in God's agenda is in God's script for your life. And it is as you uncover that script that all that is required, all the grace that you require begins to find expression in your life. Now, in this episode, very briefly, I want to talk about growing in grace. Now, speaking about Jesus, Luke chapter 2 verse 40 says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Then when you read uh, the same chapter, Luke chapter 2, when you read verse 52, Luke chapter 2 verse 52, the Bible says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Now, if you listen to episode 40 of this podcast where we broke down the manifestations of grace, you will recall that when we were discussing the three manifestations of grace, we said spiritual blessings also means spiritual favor, which is favor from God. And then we said favor, which is another manifestation of grace, is favor amongst men. When we bring this into 
our interpretation of what Luke chapter 2 verse 52 which the passage we just read when we bring this into the interpretation of that passage we see that what that passage is simply saying is that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in grace so in Luke chapter 2 verse 40 the Bible is telling us that the grace of God was upon Jesus and then in verse 52 of Luke chapter 2 verse 52 the Bible is telling us that Jesus grew in grace and then when you cross over to John's account in John chapter 1 verse 14 John chapter 1 verse 14 the Bible tells us that Jesus was full of grace and then in verse 16 of John chapter 1 John chapter 1 verse 16 the Bible tells us that of the fullness we have received grace upon grace that is of the fullness of Christ we have received grace so we see clearly from uh, this scripture that in the incarnate form of Jesus he grew in grace he did not appear full of grace he was not born full of it if he was he would have been raising the dead as a baby the first 30 years of Jesus's life had no Bible account of miracles or any form of impact so you cannot say he was full of grace from childhood or from birth when John talked about Jesus as the one who came from the father full of grace in John chapter 1 verse 14 you need to remember that John met Jesus when he had become full of grace he met Jesus after Jesus had begun his ministry and the signs and wonders were already manifesting that was after the Holy Spirit had come upon him and Jesus had begun his ministry actively you can see this in Matthew chapter 4 from verse 21 to 22 where it gives the account of how Jesus Christ met John so John met and knew Jesus as a grace-filled man and that is what he wrote of in John chapter 1 verse 14 and that's why he wrote John chapter 1 verse 14 the way he did but before that time before John met Jesus Christ before John met Jesus at the point where Jesus was already full of grace and walking operating in his ministerial calling Jesus had a life and in that life he grew in grace Jesus had a life before John met him he was not born full of grace he grew into the fullness of grace that was why those who knew Jesus before he became full of grace and before he began to manifest and began to manifest the miracles the signs and wonders that was why those people who knew Jesus before Jesus entered that fullness of grace that John was referring to those people that knew him before that time they despised him even after he had become full of grace and even after he was manifesting in all the miracles and in all the dimensions of grace that was upon his life his brothers despised him that's Jesus's brothers they despised him and did not believe him you can see this in John chapter 7 verse 5 the people in his hometown the people in the hometown where Jesus Christ grew the people of Nazareth where Jesus Christ you know grew amongst them and all of that they did not believe him you can see this in Matthew chapter 13 verse 58 and in Mark chapter 6 verse 4 to 13 they knew Jesus while he was growing up and while he was growing in grace short of the fullness of grace that John came in contact with so you can imagine the anger that John might have felt when he had the people of Nazareth calling Jesus the son of a carpenter 
in matthew chapter 13 verse 58 this was the person that john had come in contact with he came in contact with jesus at the point where jesus was already walking in the fullness of grace and with all that reverence with all that respect with all that regard that he had for jesus christ he followed jesus to his hometown and they were calling him the son of a carpenter the same person that john referred to and saw as the son of god was the same person that these people of nazareth despised and were calling the son of a carpenter but you see the point here is that jesus had to go through a process of growing into the fullness of grace that he later on manifested in his ministry now if jesus grew in grace we must also grow in grace no one is born with the fullness of the grace that god has ordained for him or her to operate in no one is born with it we all grow into it so even when you have grown into it don't be bothered if people are who knew you while you were growing if they begin to despise you or if they despise you or if they do not uh, recognize uh, the manifestation of grace that is upon your life i'm still growing into the fullness of grace that god has earmarked for me in fact I know that I'm still very far from it, but I'm still growing. I'm growing more and more. I'm growing more and more in the grace that God has bestowed upon my life and in the grace that God has earmarked for me. And even as I grow, I see how some people who knew me while growing up look at me now that I preach the gospel or now that I share the word of God. And, you know, when I share podcasts or maybe like my, my WhatsApp status or things like that you know the way some people react and things like that you know look at me as if uh, this guy is going crazy i remember at a time you know when i was graduating from business school uh that was i think that was in that was about 10 years ago 2013 you know i was graduating from business school and then from business school i just went to bible college and you know i remember the shock and the amazement you know of some of my colleagues they had known me as the guy who was you know the business guy the guy who had worked in banking who was going to you know maybe going to investment banking or something like that they had you know very high hopes and very high expectations and then only for me to tell them that um, i'm going to do i want to go to bible college and you know all of that i remember you know I, I, they were shocked and you know some of them even stopped talking to me and you know and all of that you know but anyway that's that's their own cup of tea i remember a particular time when you know i was on the mission field at the time when i was doing missions i was on the mission field and you know the same day just imagine the same day i would go my first salary i think it was like maybe twelve thousand five hundred naira or something like that you know the first the day i went to the headquarters or the head office to you know to the town where the head of headquarters of the mission i was working you know with was and I went to the bank there because I was coming from a rural riverine area. And I went to the bank there to withdraw money. That same day, I remember I got a call from one of the companies that I interviewed with, you know, while I was in business school. One of the oil companies. I won't mention the name of the company, you know, and I'd gone so far in the recruitment process to the point that I'd even gone to the head office, you know, of this company in Europe, you know. So we had gone that far. But then did, I didn't hear from them. Maybe God just intentionally withheld you know that offer and it was that same day it happened to be that same day that the hr of that company gave me a call and told me okay that there was just one more step all that i needed to do was just to come into the office and meet the ceo of the company and that was it i was going to give my offer letter and here was i on the phone call stuck between okay i just started this mission work 
I've just gotten my first salary and here is an offer from an oil company. You know, you can imagine, I can't, you know, I can't even tell you how, how much the salary would have been. You can imagine how many, many, many more times uh, greater than the meager salary that I was getting as a missionary was. You know, and then when I told the woman that I, I'm sorry, I can't come, she was shocked. She was like, ah, who gets an offer from an oil company in this country and turns it down? And then she asked me, what are you doing? And then by the time I explained to her, I remember the shock and the amazement. And she was just like, she just politely, you know, the way all those hotel people talk. Just politely, just said, okay, okay, we'll keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. That was the last I ever heard, you know, from that company or from that woman. But you see, the point I'm trying to make here is that a lot of times, the people you grew up with, by the time you enter or by the time you begin to grow in grace, by the time you begin to enter into the fullness of grace, some of them would despise you just like it was for Jesus. But you see, that's the process. It's part of the process of growth. So the point here is that as Jesus grew into the fullness of grace that John talked about, we all must grow in grace until we enter into a level where we abound in all grace, in all sufficiency, as we discussed in the last episode and as we saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. You see, to grow in grace, we must understand that grace is in measures and grace is in dimensions. When we talk about growing in the measure of grace, we are talking about growing in the level of a particular grace until you attain the fullness of that particular grace. For example, if I operate in the healing grace or if I have the gift of healing, I am not at the fullness of that grace until all the sick people that I lay my hands on and pray for are healed, just like the case of Jesus in Matthew chapter 15, verse 30. Matthew chapter 15, verse 30, the Bible says, Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Now, when you read this same passage, in the contemporary English version. I like the way this version puts it. When you read that same passage, it says, large crowds came and brought many people who were paralyzed or blind or lame or unable to talk. They placed them and many others in front of Jesus and he healed them all. And he healed them all. When you read Matthew chapter 4 verse 23, Matthew chapter 4 verse 23, the Bible says, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases amongst the people. You see, the emphasis is on the word all. So that was the level, that was with the level of fullness, that's the fullness, you know, of grace when it comes to the healing grace or the healing gift so if i have the healing gift and i'm not yet at that level then i'm still growing i've not attained the fullness of that gift or of that grace that god has bestowed upon my life so we grow in the measure of grace that we have and there is also a growth in the dimension of grace that we carry second corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 talks about all grace that is a reference to several dimensions of grace. For instance, maybe you have an entrepreneurial grace. Any business you touch just becomes a gold mine. That is one dimension of grace. But then there is another dimension of grace called the giving grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 7 talks about this giving grace. 
it is this giving grace that secures and sustains increase so you can grow in the dimension of grace by adding the giving grace to the entrepreneurial grace that you already have some people have the grace to start things they are self-starters but not every self-starter has the grace to finish things that grace to finish things is called the finishing grace or the perfecting grace so the self-starter can grow in his dimension of grace by adding the finishing grace to the self-starting grace that he already has that is what growing in the dimension of grace is all about now that we understand that we can grow in both the measure of grace and the dimensions of grace that we have or that we operate in the question is how do we grow in grace now very very quickly i will run you through a couple of you know keys to growing in grace i will just share maybe three um in this episode three keys to growing in grace now there are several other ones there are several other keys but these are the keys these three things that i'm about to share with you are the ones that are being laid in my heart to share with you on this episode now the first key to growing in grace which i'm going to be sharing with you is first receiving the saving grace titus chapter 2 verse 11 says for the grace of god that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men so we receive the saving grace by being born again the saving grace is like the token that unlocks the path to other dimensions of grace you know whenever i want to log into my app you know maybe my banking app where i do my financial transactions for my phone you know i'm always asked you know for a token i'm supposed to put in a token or a key a token is maybe like a password or something like that so it's called a token so i'm asked for a token and as i enter in that token you know it opens me up to several other things that i can do by virtue of using that token i'm able to access the portion of the app that allows me to you know make transfers i'm also able to access a portion of the app where i can buy airtime i can buy data i can check my balances i can get some other information and carry out some other transactions or even pay my bill so it is one token that opens the door to several other things and even as you you know as i engage in those transactions i'm also asked for a transaction token you know so that's the same way you know the saving grace is the saving grace is that one token that opens you up to other dimensions within the package of grace now what does this mean that means that without saving grace you have no business with healing grace for instance without saving grace you have no business with financial grace or the grace for prosperity without the saving grace you have no business with the perfecting grace or the grace to finish things people that lack this grace this perfecting grace or this finishing grace they start things and they just abandon it their life is full of abandoned projects it takes grace to finish things that you start without that saving grace you have no business with the grace that preserves you see there is a grace that is called the preserving grace that is the grace that when it's upon your life it does not matter the attack of the enemy it does not matter the adversity it does not matter it doesn't matter what is going on you are preserved and you are secured from what is destroying others that's the preserving grace but without the saving grace you have no business with the preserving grace without the saving grace you have no business with the grace for deliverance 
so the saving grace is like the package that unlocks every other grace without embracing that saving grace by being born again you cannot even talk about growing in grace you need to receive grace first before you begin to grow in it titus chapter 2 verse 11 says that the grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men the grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men so it's available to all men it's available to everyone not just the people who are born again the people who are born again you know are born again because they embraced the saving grace that had appeared to them so as i speak right now the atheist who does not believe god the saving grace has appeared to him the buddhist the saving grace has appeared to him the ifa priest or the imam you know the saving grace has appeared to him the witch the wizard well, it doesn't matter what they're doing the saving grace has appeared to them it's the question is have they accepted that saving grace have they embraced that saving grace so until you embrace that saving grace by being born again we embrace that saving grace by being born again so until we are born again until we embrace that saving grace that has appeared to us by being born again we have no business with the other dimensions of grace the second key to growing in grace is acknowledgement and thanksgiving acknowledgement and thanksgiving you see thanksgiving is like the fertilizer we apply to whatever god has done or planted in our life to aid its healthy growth thanksgiving is the nutrient that the work of god in your life must feed on for it to continue to grow and increase in Luke chapter 17 from verse 11 to 19, Luke chapter 17 from verse 11 to 19, we see the story of a leper that returned out of 10 to give thanks and by doing so moved from the healing dimension of grace that he experienced to the wholeness dimension of grace. It is one thing to be healed, it is another thing to be whole. Healing takes away the sickness from its root but wholeness removes every trace of that sickness so what jesus did there in that passage was to restore the damaged and lost part of the man through creative miracles in other words the part of the body yes he was healed of leprosy but then the leprosy must have damaged several parts of his body he must have chopped off his fingers maybe chopped off his legs and then by the time he gave thanks to jesus by the time he returned and gave thanks to jesus jesus made him whole by jesus making him whole it means that jesus performed a creative miracle the fingers that were lost were restored the toes that were lost were restored the body parts that were lost were restored you see one thing with wholeness is that healing is different from wholeness when you are healed the sickness is taken away but when you are made whole you see the wholeness takes away every sign that you ever had a sickness so they looked at the man all the other nine they received healing but there was still that mark there was still that you know evidence that they were once leprous but for this man who came back to give thanks and was made whole there was no trace of leprosy in his life through thanksgiving that man moved from an encounter with healing grace to an encounter with the grace for creative miracles the third key to going in grace the third key and the final key that i'll be sharing in this episode 
is humility james chapter 4 verse 6 james chapter 4 verse 6 the bible says but he gives more grace therefore he says god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble humility is the magnet for growth and grace humility you see it catches the attention of god and god rewards humility with more grace god rewards the reward for humility the reward that god gives for humility is more great show me a man that is genuinely humble not just a man that people say is humble a man that god himself says is humble show me such a man and i will show you a man that is so 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 full of grace because god rewards humility with more grace not just with grace but more grace so humility is a vital key to growing in grace the question is what is humility you see humility is not about being subservient or allowing people to run over you and use you anyhow or seeing yourself as uh, a nobody that's not humility that's stupidity that's not humility jesus himself said you are the salt of the earth you are the light of the world and then you in the name of humility you, you, you are saying oh i mean nobody that's stupidity that's not humility humility is not about making others see you th- that you are humble is not about eye show or eye service or what they call it i think the eye service you know it's not about that humility is a state of the heart if you ask me what humility is i'll tell you that humility is a state of the heart that acknowledges dependence on god and sees men as extensions of god when this is the true state of your heart it will show in the way that you treat men and it will show in your relationship with god both god and men will say that you are humble if men are saying that you are humble and god cannot say that you are humble then you are proud so humility is not about show it is this kind of humility a kind of humility the state of the heart where you know that you are dependent on god you know that your life the grace everything you are a product of grace you know it you it's it's in your it's it's um how do i put this now it's ingrained into your subconscious that the entirety of you every atom of the entirety of you is a product of grace when you have that state of heart that without god you are nothing that's humility that's where humility starts from and when you see people as extensions of god when we see people you know i i one of the uh, portions of the bible is that portion that i you know i find amazing you know is that portion when jesus christ was talking when was jesus christ was saying that uh, some people will come you know and say oh we did this we did that and jesus will say you know depart from me i do not know you you know jesus will say i was in prison you did not visit me and they were like okay so when were you in prison and you did not visit me and jesus was will be telling them that look when your fellow brother was in prison it was me you know so humility is about you know that state of heart where it's not just about you seeing that okay i depend on god everything i'm god made you know i'm a product of grace no it's it goes also beyond that to seeing people as extensions of christ and treating people that way you cannot see people and you know insult them and wash people down and you know and degrade people and you know make them feel worthless and just treat people anyhow and then you know 
you go to church and you say, oh, I'm a product of grace. You lift up your hands. I'm a product of grace. You are not humble. You are proud. You are very, very proud. So that's what humility is all about. And this is a very, very, very vital key to growing in grace. Now, this brings me to the end of this episode. And I trust that this episode has been a blessing to you. Like I always say, please do well to ensure that you listen to this episode again and if you've been blessed by the things that you've heard on this episode please make sure that you share this episode with a friend but before i go one of the keys we talked about to growing in grace was receiving the saving grace receiving the saving grace the bible says that passage says in the book of titus titus chapter 2 verse 11 it says that the grace that brings salvation has appeared to all men so if you are listening to this episode and you have not given your life to christ you are not born again you have not embraced that grace that brings salvation you cannot talk about growing in grace so the first step is embracing that grace that grace has appeared to you it's right there it's right there i don't need to lay my hands on you for you to receive that saving grace all that you just need to do is to pray a simple prayer which i'm going to guide you on in the next one minute just pray a simple prayer just pray this prayer just follow me and just pray this prayer just say lord jesus i acknowledge that i am a sinner i acknowledge that i have sinned and i have come short of your glory i accept and i embrace your saving grace lord jesus come into my life and make me whole make me new cleanse me from my past i accept you as my lord and my savior i surrender my life to you thank you lord for saving me in jesus name amen now if you've prayed that simple prayer i want you to do something i want you to find a bible believing church a bible believing church where you can grow go to the pastor of that bible believing church tell the pastor that you have just been born again that you have received christ as your lord and savior and that you would like to be guided in the things of god you would like to become a part of the church and you would like to grow in the things of god if you cannot think of a bible believing church please you can reach out to me you can reach out to us on the voice of alignment platform you can send me an email at voiceofalignment at gmail.com or you can send an inbox or a message on our platforms either on instagram or facebook just send us a message just tell us that you prayed the prayer of salvation you have received christ and you are looking for a bible believing church where you can grow and tell us your location and we'll be happy to recommend a church that is close to you this brings me to the end of this episode and until the next episode keep living in the fullness and in the blessings of god god bless you